Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where you learn how to set aside your fears and limiting beliefs and step into the entrepreneur you are meant to be. Hi there, I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs and your personal cheerleader to success. I teach female entrepreneurs just like you how to identify and overcome your limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome mindset, step into and ignite your confidence and unapologetically show up in your business as the fearless entrepreneur you are born to be. Each week, I share the wisdom, tips, insights, and motivation you need to overcome doubts and obstacles holding you back from success. You will walk away feeling empowered and ready to take bold action towards your goals and dreams. So if you're ready to build the life and business you dream of, let's jump in. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode of the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so glad that you all are here. So I thought I'd come on this week and chat about my own struggles with overcoming my fears and my imposter syndrome, especially recently around joining Clubhouse and doing my first Instagram reel. So because I'm a mindset coach doesn't mean I don't struggle with my own imposter syndrome and fears and doubts and and everything that y'all are going through as well. I struggle with those too. But the difference is that I have spent the last 11 years learning the tools, the resources, and the techniques to recognize these really pesky imposters and poke holes in what they want to pass off as like logic. But in fact, they're really just a bunch of outdated perspectives that I've held onto for way too long. Like talk about past their expiration date. So imposter syndrome will always pop up when you are embarking on trying, you know, something brand new or going back to something you haven't done in a long time. You know, funny story, I was sitting outside the other day and I haven't owned a bike in a really long time. And I'm sitting outside and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I can go bike riding again. And I said, but I haven't been on one in years. And I was just sat there wondering, like, if I tried, would I just like get on the bike and fall over? Do I even have like the core muscles to stabilize me to stay upright? Or would I, my experience turn into like one of those really funny viral memes that go about or go around of me getting on the bike and falling off over to the side? Um, now, for those of you that, you know, don't know me, let me share a bit about what type of a person I am. Um, First off, I am an INFJ. Um, for sure, I'm... I'm totally an introvert. Um, if I didn't actually challenge myself, I'd stay safely in my home, in my pajamas, with my dog, watching TV, doing puzzles, and texting people. Like that is my comfort zone. That is where I'm happy. Uh, this pandemic has not been that much of a challenge staying in my house and um, <laughs> keeping to myself. But you know, it takes a lot of energy for me to interact with others. Um, and after having what I call on days where, you know, I'm coaching or networking or doing videos or trainings or, or just plain socializing, I actually need many hours of quiet to balance, balance it all out and recover. I expend a lot of energy to show up, even doing this podcast episode. 
it takes a lot of lot for me. Um, it takes a lot, you know, for me to do my videos, to be on Instagram, um, and to do the things that I'm going to talk about today. And, you know, people are amazed when I tell them these things about myself because I show up on camera so often, you know, appearing confident and, and I host this podcast and I appear confident and I engage with people on Instagram and, and I'm now, you know, on Clubhouse and Reels and, you know, Facebook and everywhere it seems. Um, plus I work one-on-one -on -one with clients and I have group coaching programs and a membership. Like I'm, I'm always interacting with people. But the truth is I am a big introvert and it takes a bit for me to show up. I usually always have, and I do right now, a hot beverage. I have my hot cup of coffee with cinnamon and cocoa and I always have it in my hand or close by. Um, it's a comfort thing. And um, I put lavender lotion. I just put some lavender lotion on my hands and I breathe in the scent all to stay calm and centered in this moment. Um, it's like a security blanket for a little kid. Um, and then, you know, before like I go live on podcasts or video or even Instagram stories, if I'm doing a training there, I practice what I'm going to say beforehand. You know, I literally went through this entire podcast episode and my outline before I recorded it. Um, it just gives me an extra moment of confidence. But the most important thing about me is that I actually let go of the outcome of how people will receive what I say. And if you haven't listened to episode 24 of this podcast, I talk about releasing the outcome and it has been a game changer for me and my stress. So instead of worrying about what people are going to think of this podcast, um, I just pretend that I'm talking to a friend. We're sitting down a coffee. I have my coffee right in hand. Um, and we're just chatting and I'm, I'm talking about this topic and I just focus on one person because, you know, everyone will perceive my content or your content differently. So let them take what they need and then move along. Maybe they need the whole episode or maybe they don't need it at all and they can just move along. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I wasn't born with this confidence or laissez-faire attitude about showing up and being visible on social. So in fact, it has actually taken a lot of work on my confidence and mindset. As I said, 11 years of working on this. Um, it's tr taken me trying different techniques to make you know, myself comfortable and calm my anxiety because another thing you might not know about me is I struggle big time with panic attacks and anxiety. Um, we're talking, my anxiety can get so bad. It's like, hands and legs shaking, sweaty palms, heart racing kind of anxiety. Uh, my panic attacks, I mean, heart palpitating, dizzy, feeling like I'm dying, have to call my mom in the middle of the night kind of anxiety. Um, and so I've had to learn a lot of techniques on keeping myself calm, focused, centered, you know, and confident. Um, and some of the work I did years ago during like my school plays and my vocal training in college really helped me stay focused on, on what I'm doing and not worrying about the audience. Um, because as an actress or a singer, you actually can't worry about what the audience thinks. Um, you just have to focus on what you are doing as the performer, right? Your skills, um, you know, your mannerisms, remembering what to say, remembering what to sing. Like you have to really be present for yourself. So you can't really worry about what the audience thinks. Um, 
but honestly, most of my confidence and confidence building techniques happened when I became an entrepreneur. I mean, talk about stepping into the unknown. And I realized that no one was going to magically find my website as much as I wanted them to. They weren't going to randomly find me on Google and book with me. I had to actually get out there and talk about how I can help people and allow people to get to know me. And if I wanted to succeed, I had to find a way to connect to my audience. And that meant being visible in some way. And, you know, with that means I had to get over like my fears, like I had to actually do it. And by, you know, taking imperfect action and being consistent, it's actually become easier and easier to show up, to be on camera, to record my podcast, to, you know, um, to post every day, all those things, to host a Facebook group. Um, you have to, and we talk a lot about consistency and showing up visibly. And it's more than just relating to your audience and your audience like overcoming obscurity. It's also you being confident in yourself. And the more you talk about what you do and your experiences and you show up on camera or you show up in your podcast, you do start to build comfort levels doesn't necessarily mean that your anxiety isn't totally gone, but you, you learn how to feel comfortable with it. Um, and, you know, and for me, you know, I find ways that are fun for me and that I like doing. Um, and that's how I actually show up consistently because I like doing it. I like showing up for this podcast. Um, I actually don't even know the stats of how many people listen to this podcast. I refuse to look at them. That <laughs> sounds so funny, right? But it doesn't matter. If you're listening to this right now, you probably need it. That's my belief. So, you know, anyway, <laughs> I still struggle and I need to prepare, but I focus on how I'm connecting and supporting my audience and I just do it. I release the fear of judgment by telling myself, if people don't like it, what is the worst that can happen? They stop following me. They unsubscribe. They stop watching listening or reading, they just walk away, fine, scroll right, right on past, right? I, do, I probably don't even know who they are. So if I didn't know who they were to begin with, why do I care what they think now? Um, and, you know, I love, I love the, like, quote, you know, other people's opinion of me is none of my business. Other people's opinion of you, none of your business. I'm not worth your time or energy or attention. Um, so for me, by releasing, you know, the worry that I won't show up perfectly, I can actually focus on the message I have and connecting to, you know, connecting human to human, keeping, you know, my eye on the impact I want to make instead of trying to convince people that I have what they need. Nobody wants to go. We're not car salesmen. Um, <laughs> so that brings me to today's conversation about my recent struggles with imposter syndrome that popped up as I embarked on two new forms of visibility in my business, Instagram Reels and Clubhouse. Because, you know, when you start something new, as we mentioned before, your limiting beliefs will present themselves to you because you're entering new unfamiliar territory. Um, and the thing is, your imposter syndrome doesn't discriminate. It don't, doesn't only just show up for some people, it shows up for everybody embarking on something new. So I actually never got into the TikTok craze. I think I downloaded the app once, but I quickly deleted it. It wasn't really my jam. It was a lot. I had immediately told myself, nope, it's not for me. I can't be dancing on camera and creating videos. It's too embarrassing. 
too time consuming. I have work to do with what I already have on my plate. I can't add anything else. And then Instagram added reels and everyone and their brother hopped on the bandwagon. Um, with Instagram then determining that reels were the coolest thing on earth. So hence we will reward people for using them. We will show them to everybody. They'll get more attention. Oh, you know, you hear that from Instagram and you're like, what, come on, I'm already using all your other 15 million neighborhoods. <laughs> There's like another algorithm nightmare that you have to work through. So thank you, Instagram. Um, and I just kept seeing all my entrepreneurial friends jump on the band bandwagon. Wagon. Um, but to me, it just all seems so complicated. You got 15 seconds to record a video. You got to choose your audio, da, 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 add text. I, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like three hours. Like it could probably take me to create one stupid 15 second reel. Um, yeah, I was actually captivated by, captivated by their videos and the fun that they were having. Um, but the thought of it, like just jumping in and trying it was way too much for me. That's really putting myself out there. And I kept making that the excuse that I just can't do it. I don't, I don't have the music feature, so I can't do it. Oh, wow, can't do it. Um, but really I was totally scared and intimidated. Like it just looks so much fun, but I was like, there's no way I could do this. Then a friend of mine recently who does such fantastic reels, I love her reels. Um, she was creating a reels course and she's an Instagram strategist. So she knows, you know, all about the different Instagram neighborhoods. And, um, you know, this course was walking you through how to create reels, everything you need to know. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it for myself. Um, which meant I was committed. Like if it was a brand new course, she wanted me to like, you know, you tell her, give her feedback on it. And so I was committed. I had to do it. And I was like, oh crap. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. And I was like, oh my goodness. All right, let's do this. So I knew it would take me a take a lot out of me. So I set aside an entire day <laughs> to record one reel. I was so stressed. I couldn't figure out how people like chose the best songs or the theme or the topic for their reel. And I, so I decided I got dressed up in my favorite outfit. I'm like, why not? Right, girls? Like <laughs> you're feeling nervous. You have to go do something. You put on your favorite top. And I just kept, kept telling myself that I could always delete it. I could always scrap the entire idea, but that I could give it a try before quitting, right? I could do this before I quit. So I made my favorite cup of coffee and I got to work. And I had so many mindset and business ideas and um, things I could talk about and, but I couldn't all put it all together and it all just seemed so hard. And I didn't want it to be hard because I didn't want people to perceive it as complicated. So, and it just didn't come naturally to me. I just what do I say? What's my message? So at first I chose like the simple like affirmation. Like it, I think it was a secret to success in business and it was to do it your way or something like that. So I, I recorded the video. Uh, I chose a song, I recorded the video and I added the text and it all went awry. Like it's to totally like technology glitches all over the place. Like it wouldn't let me move the text wouldn't let me change, you know, when the text showed up, it didn't, it was, and then the screen would go blank. So I could, I had to scrap that video. So I decided what would be easy? What can I just do easy? So I created this like really silly reel. If you haven't seen it, go up to my Instagram page and look at it. It was a song, I feel good. Um, <laughs> and um, I was, it, 
basically I was like serenading my coffee about like, I feel good because of my coffee in the morning. Um, and so it was like so corny and dumb. And I watched it probably like a hundred times and I was so nervous to press submit, but I told myself that what's the worst that can happen? They'll scroll past it. They think I'm a dork. And here's what I realized. What made me uncomfortable was that I was being vulnerable. I was showing the dorky side of me that I normally am, but I don't normally show that on video. And I was so, I was really vulnerable, and I, but I was being authentic. And that could be so scary. And my imposter syndrome was yelling at me saying, who are you to do this? You can't dance, you'll look stupid. You're not like other people, just because they can do it doesn't mean you can. That was literally the dialogue I was fighting with. Then this other inner voice said something so powerful. It said, I don't wanna be different. I wanna be me. Dorky is me. Dancing around my house singing is totally me. I create songs for my dog all the time. Like loving my coffee and wanting to thank it, that's totally what I feel in the morning. It wasn't that I wasn't like the other people. It's that I was afraid others would see me as different, that I would appear to be a fraud. But that didn't doesn't make me a fraud, right? Just because they think, just because I, my fear is that they're gonna see me as a fraud doesn't mean I am a fraud. So I press submit, I press post. I sent it to a friend who's the course I, you know, um, I was I was, you know, doing and a few other friends, and it went off with rave reviews for my first reel. Imagine that. I had worked myself up. I had procrastinated for so long, and I went off. It went off like, great. Like, I, I did it. Like, I made this happen, and it was received positively by my followers. It, people commented. People DM'd me, um, and don't get me wrong. I'm still nervous about making more. In fact, I was supposed to make some this week. I told myself I would do two a week um, and I put it off and put it off. And so tomorrow's my real day, Friday. Um, but my fear is not gonna go away, right? It, I'm always, when you put yourself out there, you always have that imposter syndrome. But by taking that messy action, I proved I could do it. And I'm riding this like high of showing myself that I can do it again and again and again. You know, I prepared, I allowed myself to do multiple takes, but I did it anyway. I stopped looking at how others were using reels and I did it my way. And now my audience has seen this totally other side of me, a little corny and someone that can laugh at herself because boy, did I laugh at myself. Like I looked kind of funny dancing around that video, but I did it. I didn't lean into my fears or doubts. I leaned into what I knew about myself, what felt good for me, my way of doing it, and the skills I used in the past, like my acting skills. So that was my experience with, with doing my first reel. Um, now let's chat about Clubhouse. So for those of you, because Clubhouse is a totally different ballgame. <laughs> Clubhouse, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a new social media platform that's, you know, drop in live audio is how they describe it. So it's not recorded. It's like, if I was hosting this podcast live, you would just join the room and listen. So it's like a radio, live radio show, live podcast type experience. And people host rooms on certain topics, like I've done them on storytelling and imposter syndrome. 
and people can drop into the room and listen in, or they can like raise their hand and you can bring them on what they call the stage where their microphone is turned on and they can talk. But you can also leave at any time. Like you can pop in for a minute and leave. You can stay the whole time, doesn't matter. So I jumped into Clubhouse without knowing anything about it. I didn't even know it was drop-in audio. I had no idea what this thing was, but everyone was talking about it and it just kind of piqued my interest. I mean, it was by invite only. So naturally, it's like the secret club, you know? I wanted to understand the hype. Like, what are people joining this for? I had no intention of really doing anything with it because I'm already full with how I show up in my business. Like Instagram, Facebook group, like just so much. My podcast, there's a lot of visibility. But there I went. And unlike my Reels experience, I didn't have time to prepare for this experience or even think about it. I didn't even have time to think of, is it right for me? Do I want to do this? Instead, I just jumped in and joined rooms right away. And I tried to like make out this situation. Like what the heck's happening? And I found myself in a whirlwind. Like every time a friend would host a room, I'd pop in to support them. And anytime I saw somebody that I follow hosting a room, I drop in and support them. And it was amazing. But then I realized, okay, you can't just, you can just listen in. But if you really want to learn this platform, you have to actually speak. So meant I had to raise my hand and speak. And let me tell you, the first time I did, I sounded like a ding dong. Like, I don't even know what I said. Seriously, it was a disaster. Like I was only supposed to introduce myself and I rambled and I can't even remember what I said, but I actually liked the platform and the possibilities it gave me to share more of my knowledge and help other newer, you know, entrepreneurs. So my curiosity was totally peaked and I could see how this could work in my business, which meant that I needed to find a way to get comfortable using it for my business. But here's what happened. I scheduled my own room, going all in and hosting it on my own. I mean, uh, like, let's talk, it's just, it's trial by fire. Um, and I did it, um, the minute that I scheduled it, I will say I had the onslaught of what the freak am I doing? Um, you know, and the irony was I, the topic I had chose for my first room was imposter syndrome. <laughs> like completely ironic because here I was like, who am I to host this room? No one's going to show up. I'm not an expert. What if, what if, you know, people think I'm not an expert? Like, look at all these other influencers on this platform. Like, who am I to do this? What if I say something stupid? I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never moderated a conversation before. I mean, this is all the thoughts going through my head and I had scheduled it two days ahead, right? So, so I had two days for my anxiety to go straight through the roof. I couldn't sleep. I was pacing the house, but I didn't want to cancel the room because I knew that I would always wonder what it was like and if it could work for me if I didn't host a room. And so I didn't cancel the room, I showed up and I told myself, it's not recorded. So people don't like what I have to say and they leave or they don't join any of my future rooms. Okay, there's other people. And I was surprised I got five people in the room actually talking and sharing. And yes, the whole time we were in the room, I was doubting, am I saying the wrong thing? Do I sound stupid? Am I really helping these people? Is this what they really need to hear? I mean, it, I mean, it just continued, but I kept plowing through. 
And yes, let me tell you afterwards, I totally needed a shower. I was like sweating so much. My hands were like sweating. And I, it, I definitely took hours of rest afterwards. Like that was serious on energy. Like I was on. Um, but here's what I'll share with you about working through my imposter syndrome. I knew that if I wanted to see if Clubhouse would work for me, I knew I'd have to try it. And that meant I had to find a way to feel qualified and to show up anyway. So first I actually asked a friend to join the room so I wasn't alone. And if I stumbled or something happened, somebody was there to back me up. Second, I asked myself, how had I, ex how, how do I have experience with this? And I realized that I, I host this podcast every week. I've interviewed people in the past and asked them questions. I've done training videos and I share my knowledge all the time in my Facebook group. I go live in my Facebook group every Monday. I do Instagram stories. I, you know, I also remember that I've worked with my clients. I, I, you know, I have listening skills as a coach. Like that's what we're taught to listen. Um, so in pulling from those experiences, I realized I have a safety net. It's not, the safety net isn't, I know how to use Clubhouse and I've done it before, but my safety net were my past experiences. Um, and I could borrow from those experiences. And I also listened to more and more rooms, listened to the moderators and how they were hosting them. And I even went into smaller rooms and realized, you know what? Because my fear was like, what if only three people show up? And I realized I like the smaller rooms because you can have more intimate conversations in there. And I thought, maybe I shouldn't be afraid that I'm not going to get 100 people in. Maybe I should want it to be smaller. And so, um, you know, the other thing I realized is that most people on the platform, because it's a new platform, it's new to them. Most people were trying it out for the first time. So I let people in my room actually know, hey, I'm new to this experience and I'm le learning as I go. Um, I, you know, I might make a mistake. I might hit the wrong button. And then I just asked questions and I leaned into my curiosity of other people's experiences. Um, and I navigated the conversations that way. And I knew that it would be over in an hour. I told myself it wouldn't go over an hour. We're gonna end it at an hour. And having that in, end time in mind really helped with my anxiety because I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. So since that time, I've hosted six rooms um, and I have a few more coming up. I still get nervous, but I now try to host most with a co-moderator because I learned by doing my room solo and then a few with moderators. I actually like having a moderator. I like that back and forth conversation and different perspectives when somebody asks a question. Um, and I keep the end goal in mind that I'm here on the platform to meet people, to help people, and to share my knowledge, experiences, and stories like I do on all the other plat platforms. It's just another version of how I'm already showing up in my business. So yes, I still get nervous, but it gets easier and easier. And the irony is that the more, more I host rooms, the more I realize how totally qualified I truly am as a coach. It's given me a chance to really connect to my own qualifications that sometimes I forget that I have. So what also makes it worth it are the lessons, the, all the lessons I've learned, even when I make a mistake. We only learn what we like and don't like and get the really powerful lessons from taking action. And at any point in time, I can just stop doing what I don't like to do. If I don't like Clubhouse anymore, like I don't go on as much anymore. 
I use it the way it feels good for me. If I feel inclined, I see something, uh, one that I'm interested in or host that's taught that I like, I'll pop into the room. If not, I've gone a full week without using it because I just didn't see anything I liked. And I was focusing on other areas of my business. And you could do the same thing too, in whatever you're doing, but you'll never know if you like something or if it's your fear actually holding you back until you actually try it. And if, you know, if anything, it will be something you stop wondering about, you know, just something to cross off the list that you've been wondering about, or maybe you'll wonder and they'll try it and you'll incorporate it and, and or you'll move on. No more wondering, right? No more sitting there watching everybody else do it. You'll get the courage to do it. So here's what I offer to you about doing new things and embarking on new adventures and, and what the process or the, I guess the questions I asked myself through all of this, because I really did have a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to do this? Who am I? Look at all these great professional people doing this. You know, all these fun, real videos. I can't be like that. That's not me, da, 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 whatever. But these are the questions I ask myself that are so powerful. Number one, and this is more of a, a reflection, but know what imposter syndrome beliefs and fears are popping up and why you are being triggered. So you have to be able to identify them because they're sneaky little things. I mean, they sneak in and they're like, yeah, you're totally not qualified for this. Or, oh, she's totally, look at her. That's totally so much better. You can't do that. You're not that. You can't, whatever. Um, and it seems logical. But if you can recognize that this is a belief, a limiting belief holding you back and know um, hey, these are presenting themselves because I'm embark embarking on something new. And then why were you triggered? Was it triggering something from your past? Um, is it, you know, that you feel you're not qualified? Is, is it that, um, you know, what's the fear behind it? Like, what's the fear in your beliefs? And, you know, is it, yeah, looking at your experiences and stuff that's happened to you in the past, have you tried things that didn't work out and that's why you're being triggered? Number two, ask yourself why you will be successful. What past experience can you draw from that you can create that safety net we just talked about? Like you're looking for that in any new situation. Um, and it's interesting because before you embark on something new, you can really create, like you can prevent all these limiting beliefs by starting with that question. Why will I be successful at this? Not why am I not qualified? Why, right? And write it out. Hey, these are all the things I have. Because then you're going in, not leading with the fear, but you're leading with the empowerment. I, I like me, I've done podcasts before. I go live in my Facebook group every, every Monday. I host group coaching, you know, programs. The only difference on clubhouses is that I didn't know the people. Some of them I knew, but they weren't my clients necessarily. Um, it, but what's the difference if they were, what if they were my people in my Facebook group, right? Um, lead with your experiences. That is your safety net. Um, number three, what ways can you make the experience easier and less complicated? And we tend to make it complicated for reasons. If I make it complicated, then I, don't, I get an excuse not to do it. <laughs> Seriously. Um, usually if we're making it complicated, we're trying to control it. 
but or not do it the way that feels good for us. So doing it in a way that feels good for you, even if it's different from other people, even if, you know, it's not what other people are using a platform for, not how people are hosting their podcast, whatever. How are you making it complicated? Can you make it easy? The more, the easier you make it, the more it will resonate, the more you'll allow yourself to be you in it and not stumble. Um, number four, what will you learn from this experience, even if it doesn't work out? And this isn't a plan to fail kind of thing. This is a, instead of worrying about people judging you or worrying about failing, um, lead with, hey, no matter what, I'm going to learn a lesson in this. I'm either going to learn to like it or not like it, or I'm going to learn the lesson. And it's going to direct me to like detour me to where I'm meant to be instead, right? So if you can go and be like, no matter what, I'm going to learn this lesson, you'll have more courage to show up and do it. So number five, do you really want to take this action and give it a try? Or are you doing it because others tell you you should be or you think you should? You know, make sure you are taking action for the right reason like that it feels good for you and you can see how it will work for you in your life and business. And sometimes our imposter syndrome is an imposter syndrome, but you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was recently trying to create a, a mini self-study course and I just kept thinking, gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. How do these people create these courses? I can't come up with a topic that's simple enough and I'm long-winded and my my videos are going to be too long and I have so much to say. Like it just kind of went on and on. And yesterday I was on a call and then I did a training afterwards, like a mindset training. And I realized I'm a one-on-one coach girl. I love to know my clients. This is not, I can't create this self-study course because I like to help people uniquely, right? Like customize it to them I can't just make a cookie cutter course. I'm not a cookie cutter coach. And so I realized that all those limiting beliefs coming up, I don't know how to do this, was that like, I didn't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I would love the passive income, but that's not how I want to make money. And that's not how I want to work with clients. And so sometimes we're doing things because, and I was in this group that everybody was creating these mini courses. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to be like these people, like this group nothing wrong with what they're doing that fits for them, but I don't need to because they're doing it. Like I, I don't have to follow what they're doing. So those are the five powerful questions to ask when you, you know, imposter, you're faced with imposter syndrome. Um, And again, they're the questions I asked along the way. This is how I approach these new, new experiences. This isn't some magic formula, um, but it's just a way to turn your fear into empowered action instead It's just, you know, finding a way to take the action by countering your imposter syndrome mindset and kind of doing it anyway. And the more times you actually embark on something new and prove to yourself that you can do it, the more experiences you have to lean on when you take future actions, right? The more of a safety net you can create for yourself. And we all have these doubts and fears. I want you to remember that. No one is immune. It's just what we do with them that is the difference between who does what's on their heart and succeeds and those that either stay where they are or do things that don't feel right for them. 
so I, I really do hope this was helpful for you today. I just wanted to share my own experience and let you know you are not alone when you struggle with limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome. We all do. And share just my process through imposter syndrome. So you'll, you can see, um, you know, we all go through it and there is a way through it um, and you should never let it stop you. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you all next week. Have a good one. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I want to invite you to join me over on Instagram at True Joy Experience. That's where I share how-to tips, inspiration, and my own personal stories on how I gained the confidence and clarity that helped me leave my nine-to-five behind and design a life and business that I love. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive the latest episode right to your phone each week right when they launch. Finally, if you are ready to become the fearless female entrepreneur that you are meant to be, download the Mindset and Confidence Assessment to discover what is holding you back from stepping into all you are capable of achieving.